If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. First, let's get into some decks. Decks that we may not have seen or decks that we definitely saw take massive advantage at the NAIC tournament that just took place not too long ago and with Worlds right around the corner. About a month away, actually. So first, we're actually going to look at the Fallen from Grace Gardevoir EX deck. That's uh, three Rolts uh, ASR 60 one Rolts uh, SIT67, four Curlia, two Gardevoir EX, a one Gardevoir, two Zacian V, one Manfi, one Celestia, one Mew, one Lumion V, a Radiant Greninja, three Professor's Research, two Boss's Orders, a Murnium, Penny, Worker, Roxanne, and a Judge, four Battle VIP Passes, level, uh, four Level Balls, three Ultra Balls, three Fog Crystal, Two rare candy, one pal pad, one forest seal, one temple of Sinnoh, one collapse stadium, and twelve basic psychic energy. So after Tord Relic's break breakout performance with the Gardevoir EX at the European International Championship, the deck became incredibly hyped overnight, but it quickly fell off as a slew of counter decks rose to the top. The big thing holding Gardevoir EX back initially was its unfavorable matchup to the Lost Zone box since it often struggles to deal with the early aggression from Cramorant and Sableye. So, even though the Lost Zone box matchup was unfavorable, Gardevoir EX was still poised to have a huge success at the Portland Regional Championships. However, with the rise of RCS V-Star decks playing with the Path of the Peak or Ombreon VMAX, Gardevoir EX has struggled to see success ever since the EUIC. Now, if we see more decks like the Lugia V-Star and Mew V-Max, mostly in the Worlds, then I think the Gardevoir EX will dominate again. However, it is currently quite a hostile time to play the Gardevoir EX at major tournaments. The next is the top four Pokemon decks for the standard. So we're going to be looking at Mirage Gate Lost Zone. Uh, basically, Lost Zone Box is currently the number one deck, thanks to its huge consistency and versatility. Comfy, uh, Comfy's Flower Selecting Ability gives this deck a huge amount of control over the game. Essentially, letting you both see new cards and adding to your Lost Zone count for cards like Mirage Gate and Sableye. Now, the Dragonite V has become a more important attacker than ever, with it single-handedly carrying your RCS V-Star matchups thanks to the high damage output for Dragon Gale and its high HP. You can play a Cryogre and some extra energy recycler over the Drapion V. However, the Drapion V, both as a solid attacker against decks which use multiple single-strike Pokemon, 
and as a vial for Forest Seal Stone. If you expect a lot of Lugia V-Star, then I would definitely play the Cryogre. Both Cryogre and Drapion V help against the Mew VMAX, but Cryogre is significantly harder to use than Drapion when you are consistently getting your hands reshuffled by Drudge. This list is slightly different from the one last month uh, playing two Forest Seal Stones instead of the Sky Seal Stone. Because without a way to search the Sky Seal Stone, I would often be unable to use it and instead have to use Forest Steel Stone instead uh, in order to find a Coltress experiment if I was playing this deck, right? Um, actually, in fact, I did make a deck similar to this and I, it was kind of hard to make do with the Sky Steel Stone. Um, now, in fact, actually, a lot of my decks have Forest Steel, Forest Seal Stones, actually, I should say. So, I also found that the second Forest Seal Stone significantly increased your chance of using the Mirage Gate, um, which is a huge key to winning the RCF V-Star matchups. One potential tech option in this deck is Echoing Horn, which is very good against the RCS Garatina. RCS Garatina often tries to only have one single prize Pokemon in play, so if you knock it out with the Sableye, you can then use Echoing Horn to put a small Pokemon back on your opponent's bench and knock it out again with the, with the Lost Main. Echoing Horn also gets much better with Cryogre, as you can add a second single prize Pokemon to your opponent's bench. Next is the Arceus Garatina deck that we just mentioned. So, it basically burst into the scene when Lander Kaltar won the Portland Regional Championships with it, and rightfully so. The deck has a very strong game plan with four Judge and four Paths at the Peak to disrupt your opponent's setup. The RCS V-Star has one of the strongest inbuilt consistency engines in Starbirth, which lets you search your deck for any two cards once per game. The main strength of the RCS Garatina deck is the high HP and damage output, letting you effectively trade against most decks while heavily disrupting them. The list I have decided to include is the 60 cards that Landon used to win in Portland. I think that this is one of the best RCS Garatina lists out there uh, because it's simplicity. I, I don't like Carissa's Care as a tech option because it's hard to find it exactly. Um, when you need it, it's it's really, really hard to find. <laughs> I mean, especially when it's in your prize cards. Uh, I saw one, I think it was one stream where... Oh, God, I forget who the person was playing, but they had Karina's Care in their prize cards the entire time, and they never freaking got it, which sucks. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's a really decent card. Uh, you know, it basically, you put a colorless Pokemon that has any damage counters on it and all attached cards back into your hand. And, of course, because it's a supporter, you only get to play one, but... The part of this deck that I like the most is the fact that it uses four bosses orders. When your opponent is struggling to get their setup, the best thing you can do is to play a boss to try and knock out the most impactful Pokemon on their board. Now if I were to play the Arceus Garatina in an upcoming tournament, this is definitely where I would start off. Next is the Lugia V-Star. Of course you got your Lugia V, your V-Star, the Arshops, Tyranitar, Lumion, uh, Urshifu V, the V-Max. Yvatol, Radiant Teresina, Punkaboo, Professor's Research, Boss's Orders, Judge, Penny, Professor Burnett, Ultra Ball, Capturing Aroma, Aroma, sorry, uh, Urn of Vitality, Nest Ball, Mesa Gaza, 
collapsed stadium, single strike energies, a V guard energy, a gift energy, and turbo double turbo energies. So of course Lugia V Star just never seems to go away, does it? I mean, every time we think that, hey, you know what? This deck is finally done. It's not going to be compatible with the, the new standard format. Somehow people find a way to modify it and still kick ass with it. So while it was heavily countered at EUIC, it bounced back in Portland in the hands of Regan Regan Ratosf, uh, coming in second place. Now Regan's list was very simple, playing as much consistency as possible, as well as single strike Urshifu Vmax as an answer to the Dorodon Vmax and Hisuian Gudra Vstar. Lugia Vstar hasn't changed much since the EUIC and it's still just using a ton of bulky single-strike Pokemon to try and close out the game. Interestingly, Regan also chose to include a Penny in his list, which functions as both an answer to the Mawal and as a way to heal your Pokemon against Lost Zone Box. While Lugia Vistar already has a very good matchup into the most Lost Zone, Lost Zone Box decks, having the Penny as an additional healing option helps push you over the edge. Penny also gives you a huge bonus when you only get out one Archops, then you bench a Pokemon. Then you can use Primal Turtle to attach two energy to it, attach for turn, and then use Penny to move to move it to active, sorry. Penny also works as an extra copy of Collapse Stadium, giving you another way to remove Lumion V from play. Now, if I were to play Lugia at a tournament, uh, in this format, I would definitely use the Regan's list from the Portland Regionals as a base. Next is the Mew VMAX. Of course, you got the Mew V, VMAX, Gensec V, Maloletta, Deoxys, Alessia Sparkle, Boss's Orders, Judge, Roxanne, Power Tablet, Battle VIP Pass, Ultra Ball, Cramomatic, Lost Vacuum, Escape Rope, Switch Cart, Nest Ball, Feather Ball, Hisuian Heavy Ball, Pow Pad, Forest Seal Stone yet again, Choice Belt, Path to the Peak, <laughs> Lost City, Fusion Strike Energies, and Double Turbo Energies. Now, <laughs> I don't think that Mew VMAX would have made it. However, Fusion Mew VMAX won both the Hartford Regional Championship and the Malmo Regional Championship this last weekend, or actually a couple weekends ago, sorry, uh, which surprised everyone. For most players, Fusion Mew was considered the weaker variant to the version of Mew, which only played Double Turbo Energy. Now, of course, Double Turbo Energy Mew usually focused on Judge and Path to the Peak, whereas Fusion Mew has a much more aggressive but less consistent gameplay. Because Mew V or because Fusion Mew, sorry, has less access to disruption, it is definitely much weaker to the Gardevoir EX and Lost Zone Box, but is much stronger against the Arceus and Lugia. The biggest advantage Fusion Mew has over almost every other deck in the current format is the high damage output on one turn. Potential dealing 240 damage on turn one going second. The Fusion Mew list that I'm featuring in this is one that Lasso Perso used to win the Malmo Regional Championships. Uh, Lassie's list, because the higher count of Path of the Peak and Judge gives you a potential disruption against essentially Gardevoir EX and the Lost Zone Box. Um, next, I mean, you would just have to figure out a way to counter Lugia. Um, that's that's one of the bigger ones. Uh, again, like, you, you think 
that Lugia is out and then somehow it freaking pokes his head back in, right? Next, uh, we're going to be looking at the best Pikachu deck in the TCG right now. Now, of course, this one focuses on the Flying Pikachu VMAX, uh, which is an insane freaking card, by the way. I mean, if you get lucky, it's a really, really good card. So ever since... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since the anime started all the way back in the 90s, Pikachu has always been a fan favorite. Luckily, there are actually some really fun and strong Pikachu cards that we can play in standard right now. Uh, so let's start off with the centerpiece attacker, Flying Pikachu VMAX. This card was actually the focal point of the 2022 Masters Division World Championship winning deck. Its attack, uh, Max Balloon, does 160 damage, which is perfect for knocking out a Pakia V-Star or a Lugia V-Star in one shot thanks to their weakness of lightning. But it also makes Flying Pikachu VMAX immune to damage from basic Pokemon on the next turn. This effect can win your game on its own. If you're playing against a deck like the Ting Lu EX that only plays basic Pokemon, then you're definitely going to win. Uh, they will be out of luck trying to damage you, which is amazing. Not only that, but Flying Pikachu VMAX also has a free retreat cost, which is so handy when other Pokemon get knocked out or when your opponent plays Escape Rope. It's worth noting the basic basic Flying Pikachu V also has a free retreat cost and two usable attacks. The first is Thundershock, which does 30 damage and paralyzes on a coin flip. Paralyzing opponent is never a bad thing, especially with Lono in format. Fly is the other attack, which, if you win a coin flip, does 120 damage and makes Flying Pikachu V immune to all damage on the next turn. If you keep flipping heads, your opponent won't be able to attack you at all, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> Then we have the Pikachu EX, which again has a free retreat cost too, but its main selling point is the Dynamic Bolt, which does 220 damage. This is good numbers since it KOs most basic Pokemon V and basic Pokemon EX. If you flip Tails, however, you have to discard all the energy from this Pokemon. It sounds disastrous, but we have plenty of ways to accelerate energy, so I wouldn't really worry about that too much. In, uh, in return, we play the Mirandon EX as well. Tandem unit lets you grab two basic lightning Pokemon from your deck and put them straight into your bench. This not only finds your finds our Pikachu cards, but also some of the energy acceleration cards. Tandem unit is busted on its home, but Maraudon EX also has a usable attack. Photon Blaster, which is very similar to the Pikachu EX's dynamic tail, since it does the same amount of damage, which is again 220. But instead of flipping a coin, Maraudon just can't attack next turn. 
We can solve that by playing switching cards, or uh, of which we run plenty. Or uh, use the... Which one did I use? The beach, the beach court, uh, which basically, I mean, it removes one colorless energy from your retreat cost. Now, again, a lot of your Pokemon have no retreat cost at all. Uh, so to combat the Merodon, who has one retreat cost, if you have that bench or that uh, beach court, it's now also a free retreat. And actually, that's what I use in some of my decks, or actually in my deck currently. I Once I get that, that stadium down, I just rotate constantly, and I'm just pounding my opponent one after another. And sure, you know, one Pokemon might get slapped here, another might get slapped here kind of thing. But I'm constantly swapping them out as long as I have a full bench. And essentially, I can hit them so hard that I just wipe out their prize cards without them even realizing it. So, and Flaffy is one of the ways we accelerate energy in this deck. Flaffy's Dynamotor ability lets you attach a lightning energy from your discard pile to one of your bench Pokemon. Which is good if you have energy in your discard pile. What I would normally use is the Electric Generator. That just lets you search the top five cards of your deck. Um, you know, depending on how many energies you have in your deck, you're bound to find at least one, if not two or more. And you can attach up to two to your bench. Uh, and then, of course, you have to shuffle. So, this is where all the free retreat costs from the Pikachu cards come in handy. Since you can promote a free retreat Pikachu, then Dynamotor to a bench Pokemon, then attack with it after you have completed your other actions. Especially since Pikachu EX sometimes discarding energy with Dynamic Tail, Dynamotor comes in handy to recover the energy to keep attacking. Well, yeah, okay, I guess that would make sense then. The only other Pokemon we play are Radiant Greninja and Drapion V. Greninja is here for its Concealed Cards ability, which lets you discard an energy card from your hand and draw two cards. This is perfect for drawing cards and being able to use Dynamotor in the early game. Now, of course, Drapion V is the only here to make the Mew VMAX matchup easier since it can KO a Mew VMAX for zero energy. And if you attach it attached to it, you can KO a Gardevoir EX too, which is very helpful. They play for Professor's Research because it provides a ton of draw power and also gets energy into the discard pile. They play three bosses' orders so we can attack the Pokemon we want and KO our opponents, uh, opponents out to flying Pikachu V. Arvin fills a good role here since we can turbo out KOs pretty fast with Maradon and Pikachu EX. Playing four Lono doesn't make as much sense here, so Arvin allows you to search your deck for a tool card and an item, which can find some very which can find some very helpful cards like Switch, Ultra Ball, and some other goodies that we will get into later. While we don't want to play loads of Lono, two is fine to provide another draw option while also disrupting your opponent's hand. And finally, <laughs> this card is absolutely bonkers. It lets you look at the top five cards of your deck and attach up to two lightning energy you find there. I'm talking about good old electric generator. Yeah, anytime you have an item-based energy acceleration, you have to take it seriously. And this is one of the strongest examples we have ever seen. Electric Generator lets you accelerate energy without having to be super reliant on Flaffy. And since it's searchable with Arvin, your copies shouldn't be too hard to find. Uh, in fact, I won a match without essentially really attacking very much. 
because I found all four of my electric generators immediately. So I just basically, I essentially searched my deck without really searching my deck and loaded, what was it, two, four, eight, eight energies all across my bench. And I essentially sat there and said, you know, yeah, you can attack. You might get a prize card. I I win. You have effectively lost. I you know now mind you, I knew my opponent's deck. It was my daughter. I knew the deck she had. I knew immediately based on her first hand. No, you're screwed. I win. And so it was a it, essentially an, an instant forfeit. Now. Another card that they put into this deck is, of course, the Forest Seal Stone. Uh, it's used to attach to a Pokemon V. That Pokemon now has a V-Star power. Star Alchemy, or Alchemy lets you grab any card from your deck, keeping you very consistent while giving you a V-Star power where this deck otherwise wouldn't have one. Don't forget, you can also search for this with the Arvin as well. And finally, Beach Court as our stadium. This is the one I use. This reduces our basic Pokemon Retreat cost by 1, which gives our Maraldon EX and Radiant Greninja free retreat costs and keeps us moving very nicely. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, I mean, it's it's freaking amazing. I love Beach Court. Um, it's one of the greatest freaking cards ever. And finally, we are going to look at a insider leak for the first major detail about the, ne the next game. So, according to a new rumor, the upcoming Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC is directly tied to the next mainline Pokemon game. Nintendo and Game Freak have yet to reveal the future of Pokemon. As a result, Pokemon leakers and insiders have the entire runway to drip-feed information about what's next for the series. Which is actually what a well-known Pokemon leaker that goes by the name Riddler Koo has begun doing. So, according to the leaker, one of the characters pictured uh, below... Excluding Lacey, I'm actually going to include this picture as the clip art for this podcast so that you can see it as well. Uh, holds the key to the lore in the DLC, and it's a big spoiler for the next game. As you may know, Riddler Co. has proven reliable and reputable in the past. However, they are, they are also very cryptic. Thus, it should come as no surprise that it is unclear what exactly this means. As Centro leaks notes over on Twitter, this seemingly rules out that the next mainline game in the series will be a remake of the previous games. And unless there's some time traveling going on, it would also mean the game is set somewhere near the events of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. This would seemingly rule out another Legends game. This leaves us with a brand new installment or possibly a sequel to Scarlet and Violet. As for Saduchi, it is believed to be the codename for Scarlet and Violet's DLC. For now, take everything here with a grain of salt. Not only is everything here unofficial, but it's also laced with speculation. Of course, Game Freak or Nintendo could put an end to the speculation by commenting on this rumor, but this is unlikely for a variety of reasons. Skyland Valley is the most ambitious and forward-thinking game yet, but suffers from some frustrating graphics and technical features. So, yeah, I... Uh, I'm... I, I don't think they would do a Scarlet and Violet 2, kind of like how they did Black and White 1 and then 2. But at the same time, I wouldn't put it past Pokemon and Game Freak to do something like that. I mean, they did it once with, with uh, Black and White. Who's to say they won't do it again with Scarlet and Violet? 
Eh, it's hard to tell, but... Anyways, thank you everyone for tuning in for another episode of Pokemon Cave. Stay tuned tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if you're listening to this on Monday, the 10th. There will be a new episode of Poke Cave after dark, sorry. Um, on that episode, I'm going to be speaking about everything in the past regarding what social media was like from then until now. You know how life used to be so freaking simple? How all we had at one point was MySpace. Then we got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Invu, MSN Messenger, Yahoo Messenger, and now Threads. Yeah, that's a new one. Stay tuned tonight for that episode. We'll discuss it all. Until then, take care, and I will see you again next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.